0: Bypass, here's another opportunity to learn about some great new rock and roll. A new band that you may not have heard of before, who's got an EP coming out, already has a single coming out, and they're doing something really cool with the proceeds from this single, too. So take a listen to this. You're going to hear some new music from this band as well. On the phone, joining me today to tell us all about their project and their band. Is a man named Zach Bear from the Zach Bear Brand. Uh, oh boy, Zach Bear Band. I'll edit that hey. together. Hey, Zach, how you doing?
1: I'm good, Ralph. How are you doing? Thanks for having me
0: on. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Doing well, you know, as well as you can in this age of COVID. No complaints. Yes. yes. So, Zach, we love talking to to bands that are new to the audience. I know you've had a pretty good resume of things that you've done, both. Um, directly as a musician, playing music and other things. But right now, the Zach Bear Band is new to this audience, most likely. Certainly new to me. Um, you've got a great new single out that we'll play at the end of this interview called Ordinary, Ordinary Girl. But more than just that, you're doing something real cool with the proceeds of that song, and you're tying it into a what I think is a really important cause, especially now, in the age of COVID. So we want to learn about the band. So why don't you tell us about the band first, and then let's talk about this new song, Ordinary Girls. So tell us about the Zach Bear band.
1: Absolutely. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks again for having me on. And uh, you know, the, this band, uh, it's relatively, it's a young band. Um, I say young, I've been playing for a long time. Uh, about two years ago, I decided that I wanted to get a, uh, get some music out, so I went in the studio and recorded the, the first single I'd done in a long time, which was called uh, Rutherford Drive, and during the course of that, um, I ended up meeting my, my bass player, his name is Daniel Dwight, and Daniel is uh, known as the, he, he was one of the founding members of the band Saving Able, and we just hit it off, and from there, we decided to go ahead and start working on other tracks, and ended up Uh, recruiting um, a guitar player by the name of Jeff Cobble, and he's from the Memphis area as well. And Jeff has played in a couple of bands. uh, And Ralph, you might have heard of um, uh, Medieval Steel, um, a band that's known. familiar. Yeah, they're kind of an epic rock band, but uh, Jeff was with that band for quite some time, and then we recruited a a drummer, uh, Jeff Ward, and um, started playing little gigs and whatnot, and then ended up, you know, the pandemic hit, and
0: I had several of these Uh oh, Zach, you still there? You, you just dropped. I, I am. Okay, you're back. Uh,
1: something something just weird something weird just happened, so
0: um. Oh, we lost you again, buddy. Can you hear me okay? Oh, you're back again. Yeah, I don't know what happened. You just suddenly like go completely oh. dead.
1: Yeah, just uh, I'm I'll start that little trail over again. I'm not really sure what happened. My my phone went from it's connected to to the uh um to my car, so I've got a better better system in my car that I can talk with. So Gotcha. Um yeah, so okay, I'll, I'll take it back a little bit. Sure. Um but so yeah, the, the the band was formed um about two years ago. I went in the studio and did a new single called Rutherford Drive that was released and recruited some guys locally and really what what has transpired is you know we went out and played some shows we played some really nice big stages um i've played music for a long time i've produced a lot of music with um through my company disc live and through venue um for major artists and i never really put the musician head on or uh, you know played the i'm a musician card until uh until now Mm -hmm. and the pandemic hit and i was thinking well you know man i'm you know i might drop dead from this you know, <laughs> might be, I uh, might be next. And Let's the urgency, yeah, yeah, I know. Right. The, and the urgency was there that I really felt that I needed to really kind of start leveraging some of the relationships that I've developed uh, over the years in the music business. Uh, so I called up, um, a friend of mine, Skid Mills, who's a producer, he's a Grammy winning producer, uh, who's done bands like Saving Abel and Pop, Pop Evil and Skillet and a bunch of other ones. And, uh, ended up, working with him in the studio uh, for the, for this EP and for the single ordinary girl. And then uh, went ahead and, and had it mastered by a guy named uh, Brad uh, Blackwood, yeah. who is also a grimy winner. He's done Evanescence and a bunch of other bands like that. But, you know, long story short is that, you know, I, I felt like the time was really uh, now to get this out and get it done and get it, get it done right. And this time of year, it's kind of weird, um, and that, uh, last year we lost a young woman that worked for me at, at one of my venues to suicide.
2: Oh and, my. Uh, yeah.
1: It, it was, nobody expected it. it was really sad and she was very, very sweet and, um, ended up deciding to, as you mentioned, uh, donate the proceeds, uh, 20% of the proceeds from sales from single ordinary girl, uh, to, uh, the Ameri- uh, excuse me American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, uh, as well as twenty percent of the EP as well. So there's kind of been a whole catalyst and a whole number of things coming together that's brought the band um, you know together and then uh, enabled me to get this uh, uh, this EP done and uh, get it out there. And Ordinary Girl is the first single off of that. and um, it tells the story. I, I wrote it, I actually wrote it a long time ago. It tells the story of a young woman who was contemplating suicide but after being surrounded uh, with love and care and support uh, she ultimately decides against it and decides she's not ordinary but indeed extraordinary so the, nice. the song uh, yes yeah, song carries a lot of weight for me and close to my heart and um, with national suicide prevention month being in september you know we we really kind of want to put the focus on how much of a problem that suicide is and just to be aware of Um, people in your surroundings that may be suffering, but not outwardly uh, emoting that. Sure. I don't know. That was kind of long and rambling, but
0: no, um, no, I I get that. Suicide is such a tough topic. You know, um, I I too lost someone to suicide many years ago. And ironically, his name was also Jeff Ward and he was also a drummer here in Chicago. Oh, wow. That's it, It is kind of weird. When I saw your drummer was Jeff Ward. I was like, Oh, my gosh, that's that's crazy. Yeah, Jeff <laughs> Jeff played with a few bands um, here in Chicago. Um, none that you may have heard of. Hammeron was his biggest band, but then he did do some stuff with ministry and the revolting cocks oh, and sure. stuff later on. Um, but, yeah, Jeff was a great guy. And in his case, you know, we knew he had some issues that were troubling him, but um, never thought that he'd go that far. So this American Foundation for Suicide Prevention is so important because – Sometimes, even if you are there to help someone, you don't always know they need that help.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's tough, you know, and you really have to try to learn to watch for really, really small signals that you might see that are are, are just not, you know, overt, I guess is the way you want to say it.
0: Mm Hmm. Yes.
1: But yeah, you know, that's the story of the really, I mean, I've been playing in bands for 25 years and I've been in the music business at at the sea level, uh, for about 17 years, I had a company called a media tech, uh, that developed one of the first, uh, what I call secure burning technologies, mm-hmm. which was enabled artists to, or excuse me, enabling fans to download songs to their, uh, CD burner and it would burn a CD, but that CD could not be copied. So the, the record industry was really interested in that. And that's kind of how, kind of how I kind of broke into, um, the industry itself, um, and like yourself, I've always been an artist advocate and, you know, have been focused on trying to create uh, new revenue streams for artists and trying to protect artists' rights through the use of technology. And that's right. kind of what my company does now, Venue. We have a uh, technology called Soundster that will help identify music played in, you know, uh, bars and restaurants and things like that and actually track it back so we know that the, the artists and the writers are actually getting paid for that. Um, but that's kind of, you know, I've been in and around this business for a long time. I've produced live recordings for folks like Peter Frampton and Slash and Alter Bridge and, um, Seether and and a little big line of other artists, uh, including Paul Rogers, like you, uh, mentioned earlier.
0: Yes. I I have some of your product.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it when I hear that too. Um, I, I, every now and then I, I, I I hear that and it makes me feel really good. Um, (laughs) it does, you know, it's like, that's, you know, I love that business and being able to walk out with the show that you just heard in your hand or something else. Um, you know, but you know, go ahead.
0: I, I would say, I, I got to ask you a question about that. You know, I know we're, we're, we're here to focus on the band, but while you mentioned that technology, I, I was kidding um, with a friend of mine when I first got those Paul Rogers recordings, I'm like, yeah, best sounding board tape I've ever heard. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but clearly it's got to be a different technology than a board tape, right? I mean, how, how are Correct. you recording these shows?
1: Yeah. So we actually do our own mix. Um, we work with the front of house engineer and then sometimes we'll take a, uh, a subset with, uh, with stems from, you know, the different instrument groups, like guitars, drums, vocals and whatnot. Um, and sometimes we'll take, uh, like in the instance of Peter Frampton, we took a full split multi-track mix and, and, uh, mix it mixed it to his satisfaction mm-hmm. so in his case we went to rehearsals uh with him and his band for several days and during that time really dialed you know dialed the console in to the optimum you know live sound right um you know we, we we generally tend to do that type of technique with every band we never just do you know plug into the board you know that's just not what we do but we have like a i like to call it the disc live sound that you can actually hear the music like you would hear it in the studio, but you still have the ambient sensation of the crowd noise going on and things like that.
0: Right. Right. Well, yeah, I, I can attest to how great it sounds based on what I have of what you've done, but that that's what occurred to me when I was listening to it. I'm like, cause I'm not up on all the modern ways you can, record live shows nowadays with all these different types of devices that are available and everything oh, yeah. so I was like man I wonder I do wonder how they did that it's not a 24 track truck sitting out there I don't think so
1: <laughs> no no and back in the day when we first started doing this around 2004 we did have a truck uh, that had CD duplicators and things like that but obviously it's been able to uh, uh, you know shrink the size of the gear since then and we can literally do our job with uh, a couple of small suitcase size, you know, uh, interfaces and pieces of gear rather than a whole truckload. So it's pretty cool.
0: That, that is very cool. And then one other thing that you mentioned um, a few minutes ago that caught my ear too. You know, the that technology for having a CD be able to not be copied, right? That that you came up with. Yes. That does not seem to be in use today. Did, did why did that not catch on?
1: So it's interesting. Um, about the time that we were developing this, we were really, really starting to get traction with it. Our first major artist that we did was uh, JC Shazay from the band Insync. Mm-hmm. Uh, he released a single with our technology. And we were really starting to get traction. And then iTunes came out. And when iTunes came out, the whole uh, methodology and um, I guess the the methodology and the the, the ideas surrounding DRM uh, changed. Um, And at that point in time, we were like, well, what are we going to do? Because, you know, Apple's so big and they have this new technology and you can, you know, copy it to the song four times or whatever, blah, blah, blah.
2: Um,
1: That's when we decided to pivot because the entire industry in the next couple of years after that started to change their philosophy in that, you know, look, there's always going to be somebody that's going to steal this but people are going to pay for a quality product um, that they don't have, you know, some kind of a crappy recording that was downloaded and, and ripped. And, you know, you have no idea, you know, anything about the track. Right. Uh, so we pivoted and acquired the original disc life at that point in time and started going, going out with bands like the Pixies and uh, Billy Idol and a few others and generating this other revenue stream. So, you know, it, it, it was a the timing was just probably not really good for that original product. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, Apple comes out and they crush everything. So there right. you
0: go. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I wondered about that because it always bothers me. You know, I I, I I never minded back in the old album and cassette tape, cassette tape days, I never minded recording a copy on the cassette to pop into my car. But yep, yep. when I would have friends that liked an album, I'd be like, cool. And at that time, of course, there were a lot of record stores in Chicago that you could choose from, too. I'm like, cool, you need to get to your nearest record store and get a copy, man. It's awesome. You know, I wouldn't give it away because I wanted the hardest yeah. to get one more sale, you know. And yeah. um, yeah. And then when digital stuff came along, obviously it's even easier to uh, do that than it was with uh, an album side and a cassette tape and flipping the album over and pausing the tape. You know, it's just so simple now. And, and I always wondered why something like that, didn't take off but now i know why yeah
1: yeah apple changed the world seems to do that on a regular basis (laughs) yeah i guess so
0: all right so back to the zach bear band so um so i guess we covered uh ordinary girl where you know how you wrote it and ironically not about the young lady that worked for you um but certainly tied in and struck a chord uh Absolutely. When that happened, and then um, you got what four four more tracks are going to be in addition to that as part of the CD that's coming out on Tuesday.
1: Yes, there's actually four more tracks uh, on the on the EP uh, that are all brand new songs, and then uh, a bonus track, which is the remastered version of the first um, single that I did in 2019, uh, Rutherford Drive. So it's it's going to be a I I think it's a great piece of uh, piece of work. So I'm obviously hoping everybody else does. The
0: same thing, right? Obviously, and I'm sure they will. I mean, like I say, I haven't heard the other ones yet, but I'm sure I'm sure people will dig it, and they're going to dig "Ordinary Girl." I'm sure when they hear it um, on this interview right. today. Um, so, what else can you tell us about the band or the EP? Anything that um, we don't know?
2: Uh,
1: not probably not a whole lot. I mean, I, you know, I think this is a, it's really the first recording I've done in a long time. Uh, other than Rutherford Drive, I haven't put any new music out in quite some time. And um, I think that the production quality and the writing and the arrangements on these songs are, you know, probably the best that I've done uh, done yet. I mean, I've, I've got a few songs that I've put out a number of years ago that are pretty good, but this takes it to a whole new level. So I'm really proud of it. And, um, you know, the songs on the, on the disc... They all have uh, meaning to them. Uh, for example, there's a song on the EP called Fight, Fight
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Fight was originally written, I wrote it right after 9-11 and never did anything with it. And then pandemic struck, and really the, the words and the tone and the, the messaging is identical, uh, the same way it would have been for 9-11. It,
0: Uh-oh, you just cut out again, Zach. You faded away.
1: Okay. Can you hear me now?
0: Oh, yep, you're back again. So you got cut off right where you're saying about it being the same something as nine eleven, and it kind of was kind of fading in oh. and out during that.
1: <laughs> so weird. Uh, probably, probably my AT and T connection.
2: <laughs>
0: Maybe. Um, or or the Bluetooth.
1: So, yeah, it could be either one. Who knows? I mean, it's just it's crappy no matter what. Right. So, the technology. What can you do? Um, yeah. So, fight was written um, about nine eleven, and I never really did anything about it. Uh, went to record it so finally I recorded it during, during the pandemic realizing that the messaging on the song and the lyrics all basically kind of lined up with the same struggles that we're going through today so it's really it's a great song um, and then there's another song on the EP it's called The Great Divide and that song is basically about looking inward at yourself at yourself mm-hmm. and waking up and you know not creating divisions but but you know, crossing that great divide and, and making the day count, you know, so that's another kind of what I would call a, um, a good messaging type of song. Um, and there's a couple of other good songs on it as well. So I'm, I'm really happy that we're getting this out and co- coincidentally or not coincidentally in alignment with a uh, national suicide awareness month.
0: Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So now this, uh, this EP, of the proceeds obviously go to the American foundation for suicide prevention. They can get this EP I'm assuming, and probably all your normal download channels. Um, is there also a uh, physical version of this being put together or no? Uh,
1: there will be not going to probably come out, uh, until closer to, uh, to Christmas time and the black, Friday kind of thing. Uh, But we are going to be putting it on physical, and we're most likely going to do some limited additional vinyl as well.
0: Got it. All right. Awesome. So for right now, folks, Tuesday, go to iTunes or wherever you like to download music, Amazon, whatever it is, and download this EP, and you're helping out. You're sending some money to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I love that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's it's an important cause.
0: Yes, it is. Okay, well, I guess that's all we need to know for now because we know, unfortunately, we can't talk about you hitting the road to give us these songs live. So, <laughs> okay,
1: true. Can't wait to do that. It's probably going to be next year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the best shot we've got. Is twenty one, and who knows, maybe even twenty two. The way it seems to be going, but yeah, twenty one. I'm really? hoping we get to get our dose of live music back the way we we used to know it. Okay, so. Then for, um, also one other thing I just want to make sure we mention is um, you do have a Zach Bear official uh, Facebook page, uh, a YouTube uh, under Zach Bear official as well, Instagram Zach Bear official, and then you can also visit ZachBearMusic.com to learn more about the Zach Bear band, and I'm sure you guys will be posting updates as uh, things come out for this EP.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Excellent. You
1: know
0: it. All right. Okay. Well, that is, um, I guess, a wrap on this. We appreciate Zach Bear coming by and teaching us about the Zach Bear Band. And uh, everybody stick around to check out the Ordinary Girl track that we've been talking about. And look for the EP on Tuesday, September 1st. Thank you, Zach, for coming by Radio Bypass and letting us know about you.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. It's it's definitely a pleasure.
0: Uh, Same here, Zach. You take care, stay COVID-free, and um, we're going to go rock your song now. Awesome. So that was my conversation with Zach Bear last night. I hope you enjoyed our interview and getting a chance to learn about the Zach Bear band and the good things they're doing with the proceeds of their EP. And from that EP, as promised, here is the track, ordinary girl.
2: i Hey!